0: Shalom. Welcome to Parsha Perusal. This is Pastor Sam from Northern California. It's good to be with you again today. Uh, Today, we're going to be looking at Parsha Va'et Kanan, And uh, that's found in Deuteronomy 3.23 through 7.11. We're going to be looking at the first part of that, Deuteronomy 3.23 through 29 today. So uh, this is uh, Kind of a bittersweet uh, part of the Torah portion that we're going to be looking at today. Um, but I think it's something that is uh, that we should be uh, thoughtful uh, about, thinking about, and uh, especially with our relationship with God. Um, anyways, let's go ahead and read the Torah portion, then we'll talk about it. And before we do that, let's pray. Father God, we just ask right now, Avinu Melchenu, we just ask right now that you will give us understanding. Uh, You will give us understanding of your word, this Torah portion, Lord, by your Ruach HaKodesh, your Holy Spirit. And uh, Lord, that you will help us to be mindful of what we're going to be talking about here, that we don't We don't take things for granted. We don't take our relationship with God for granted, that we listen, that we're obedient and um, help us to learn from this. And we pray this in Yeshua's name. Amen. So Deuteronomy 3, starting in verse 23, it says, Then I pleaded with the Lord at that time, saying, O Lord God, you have begun to show your servant your greatness and your mighty hand. For what God is there in heaven or on earth who can do anything like your works and your mighty deeds. I pray, let me cross over and see the good land uh, and beyond the Jordan, those pleasant mountains and Lebanon. But the Lord was angry with me on your account and would not listen to me. So the Lord said to me, enough of that. Speak no more to me of this matter. Go up to the top of Pisgah and lift your eyes towards the west, the north, the south, the east. Behold it with your eyes, for you shall not cross over this Jordan, but command Joshua and encourage him and strengthen him, for he shall go over before this people, and he shall cause them to inherit the land which you will see. So we stayed in the valley opposite Beth Peor. So as I said earlier, this is kind of a bittersweet account. Uh, Moshe, Moses, had led the people out of Egypt. He had been faithful for the 40 years that they were in the desert. Uh, keeping uh, keeping the people directed towards God. It had been a real struggle, gone through a lot of things. Uh, Moses was very, very faithful to the Lord. And it says in Scripture, he was he was a very humble man. Uh, But uh, he did not listen to God. Um, The first time that God told the children of Israel, well, told Moses, uh, when the children of Israel were Complaining about thirst and lack of water, God told Moshe to strike the rock. There was a rock, it says, later on in Scripture and in the Talmud, in in the New Testament, actually, and in the Talmud, it says there was a rock that followed the children of Israel through the wilderness and would uh, provide water. But there was a time when it wasn't providing water. And so uh, God told Moses to strike the rock, to hit the rock and to command the rock and to hit it and water would come out. Um, so water gushed out. It was an incredible miracle um, that the, this was the first time, obviously, that the rock had produced water, but it was a time of great need. Um, later on, um, they're in the pre- same kind of predicament where they've run out of water. They can't get to any of the oasis or any of the places uh, to, to get water. And God tells Moses, speak to the rock and that it would that water would come forth. Uh, Moses, instead of speaking to the rock because he was angry with the people, he strikes he strikes the rock, so he disobeys God there. And he also makes a comment that basically says, how long do how long will we have to put up with you? You Like him and God together having to put up with the people. You know, there's been commentaries on this as to what actually God was upset with Moses about the disobedience of striking the rock or, uh, you know, the whole uh, presumption of saying that he was on the level with God. I I tend to go with both. I think, um, you know, Moses, like all of us can do, sometimes Moses lost his temper. He was angry with the people. He was impatient and, you know, tired of their complaining and their lack of belief, their lack of faith. And so he lashed out and in lashing out, he actually struck the rock. Now, Paul, the Apostle Paul, Rav Shaul, as we say in the Messianic movement, um, was mentions this in First Corinthians. He talks of Chapter 10. Actually, he talks about the rock that followed them in the wilderness. And that rock was Christ. Now, Paul gets this idea from the Talmud, which actually says there was a rock that followed, you know, just like there was a cloud in front of the children of Israel, there was a rock that followed them wherever they went. And that rock also went with them into battle. Uh, Paul actually says that that rock was a representative of, of, of the Messiah, of Christ. And so by striking that rock, actually you are striking Messiah. So what a incredible, you know, that that would be horrible when you think about that. Um, So so Moses uh, actually in on both those accounts, he struck the rock in disobedience. And he also um, presumed that he was not on the same level of God, but that he was with God against the people in this matter, which kind of lifted himself to a higher level. Um, you know, as I said earlier, Moses was one of the most humble men, it actually says in scripture, who ever lived. And yet this was a moment, possibly of some pride. Uh, you know, here I've, I've struggled with these people, with God all this time. And then to say, how, how long will we have to put up with you? Um, so, uh, you know, um, suffice it to say, God was upset, uh, obviously upset. And Moses here... In verse 24 says, Oh, Lord God, you have begun to show your servant, your greatness, and your mighty hand for what God is there in heaven on earth who can do anything like your works and your mighty deeds. But then he, he requests, he says, I pray, let me cross over and see the good land beyond the Jordan. Please, God, let me go see this good land, the pleasant mountains in Lebanon. Please let me go there, please. You know, he asks. There's no there's no problem with asking. I mean, you know, but. Actually, this has been something, I guess, that God had already told him he wasn't going to be able to do. And so um, God tells him that uh, the Lord was angry, or it says in scripture that the Lord was angry. He says the Lord was angry with me on your account. <laughs> so he's not really taking responsibility for that. I'm not sure if that's right or wrong in the sense, um, but it is true that it was because of their complaining and their disobedience and their unbelief that. Um, Moses actually also got into trouble. Um, so the Lord said to me, enough of that. Now, I, I find this this interchange to be quite interesting. Uh, you know, none of uh, let, speak no more to me of this matter. Don't uh, enough of that. You know, that's the kind of conversation you have with a friend, you know, or, or somebody who you are very close to or. A father would say to his child, enough of that. Don't talk to me about that anymore. And then he gives Moses direction. Go up to the top of Pisgah as a mountain. Lift your eyes towards the west, the north, the south, and the east. Behold it with your eyes, for you shall not cross over this Jordan. So so God is, is giving him an opportunity to see the land, but he says you will not cross over. You're not going to get to go into the land. Um, it's important for us to think about this because our actions and our thoughts and our words all have consequences if we do not obey the God if we do not obey the Lord there's consequences for not obeying the Lord and those consequences can be uh, pretty severe Um, you know we don't Moses didn't lose his relationship with God he obviously still had a relationship with God Um, it but the consequence of disobedience was he didn't get to go into the land that he had struggled to get to and fought to get to and all of those things that he had done but he doesn't get to go in and so that's something for us to remember that when we are disobedient or when we are um, presumptuous and thinking that we are somehow uh, that we've done something in our own ability or that somehow we've teamed up with God that's a very dangerous attitude to have and it can have horrible consequences so Uh, It's a good thing to remember and that we need to stay humble. We need to stay, uh, you know, aware. Uh, We need to not allow our attitudes in our heart to become presumptuous. We definitely need to be obedient to what God tells us to do so that we don't miss out on something good that he has for us. Um, Now, you know, Moses got the privilege of leading the children of Israel through the desert. (laughs) You could say privilege, but, you know, he got a lot of the the work and all of that. But God tells Moses, but command Joshua and encourage him and strengthen him. So on top of this, not only does he not get to go in, but but God says, but you need to talk to Joshua. You need to encourage him and strengthen him. So Moses had to once again humble himself. And do what the Lord said here without animosity, without any uh, jealousy or bitterness or anything like that. He needed to pass uh, the leadership on to Joshua because Joshua was going to be the one. It says, for he shall go over before this people and he shall cause them to inherit the land which you will see. This in many ways shows Moses, uh, uh, you know, Moses uh, surrender to the to the Lord and his obedience and his willingness to do this and humble himself, which is really cool. All right, well, thank you for joining me today. Why don't we go ahead and pray? And Father, I just pray right now that we will not have this attitude, um, but that we will be obedient to you, that we will listen to you. Lord, uh, thank you for the example of your servant Moses. What an incredible man he was. And yet he was a man and he made mistakes. And this is one of the mistakes that definitely cost him dearly. But, Lord, we know that He it didn't change his relationship with you. He was committed to you, and you were committed to him, and you love him very much. And he is an incredible example to all of us on how we should live, uh, but also, in this case, uh, what we need to be careful about. So, Father, thank you. Uh, we thank you for your Shabbat. We ask, as we enter into it this weekend, that you will give us rest. Rest from our own work and that we will trust in you and furthermore Lord. We just we are so grateful We're so grateful to be a part of of your family of the people of God whether we're grafted in or are Already in but have now become believers uh, Lord um, We are grateful to be a part of the seed of Abraham of the children of Abraham Thank you so much for the work of Yeshua our Messiah. We pray in yeshua's name amen the lord bless you and keep you the lord lift up his countenance upon you and be gracious unto you The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. In the name of Yeshua, our Messiah, the Prince of Peace. Amen.